1: Are you ready, Milwaukee? This is the Mitch Thunder Nella
2: Show. I think both teams coming into this game with a lot of momentum, a lot of confidence. So, and with that, it's a, it's going to be an excellent an excellent competition.
1: Call the show at 414-799-1920. Definitely the
2: way you want to come in. We've limped in before. Rested players didn't play very well in a segment before and did a over to the next game and so forth and so forth. There's no doubt with this team.
1: Email thunder at thebig920.com or... Tweet at Mitch Nellis and at the Big 920. Now, here's your host. Step aside, kids. Daddy's home. Here
3: comes the money.
1: Here we go. Mitch Thunder Nellis.
4: Good afternoon and welcome in. This is the Mitch Nella Show on the Big 920, big 920com streaming nationwide and beyond by the iHeartRadio app. And you, if you are looking for Sir Drew Olson, Lottie freaking Da, that would be Armin Sarian. Uh, if you're looking for Sir Drew Olson, Drew is on his way. He had some prior commitments today. He will be taking over the Mitch Nellis Show momentarily. But for now, hey, I get to host my own show on a Wednesday. It's like a Wednesday holiday around here, except not at all. Because the Thailand meeting that I'm missing right now. I actually don't mind missing the Thailand meeting, but, um, it's but, say, it, you heartbroken. but, but it is still going on. So uh, I am missing that. Today's hump day here on the Metchinella Show. Our Green Bay Packers are in the playoffs. They will face the New York Giants on Sunday. Our Wisconsin Badgers men's basketball team with a nice win. I don't know if it was a big win, though. But a nice win last night. And It's always nice to beat Tom Crean. On the, but if, on the road, too. Right, but if the Hoosiers are about to be a mess, and I know Greg Doyle, who used to write for CBSSports.com and now writes for the Indianapolis Star, uh, destroyed the Hoosiers last night on Twitter and in his article. Uh, if, if the Hoosiers are about to uh, self-destruct, I don't know how big of a game it is, even on the road. It's a nice win. It's a win you should have. But if you're the Wisconsin Badgers and you have higher hopes than than the Indiana Hoosiers at this
5: point, I think that's a win you get, and they went and got it. Still top twenty-five in the road. I think Indiana was at twenty-five. Yep. At one point so this year, they're,
4: they're out. They will be out, out, out of the top out, twenty-five now. They've now lost three games in a row: Nebraska, Louisville, which is not a bad
5: loss. Nebraska, but Nebraska yeah. Louisville, and Wisconsin. I think at one point they were like top two. I think they were number two, weren't they?
4: Yeah, and then they lost to Fort Wayne. Right. Or, so it was a little smoke and some, mirrors. Yeah. Some they some local, a, one of the small Indiana
5: schools. I believe. Really, it was a really bad. It wasn't in Indiana
4: State, but it was no. somebody. Uh, so we'll look at college hoops as well. I know that Drew Olson's going to get deep into Eli Manning and the New York Giants. And my question right off the bat is: Are you scared of OBJ? Because OBJ is coming to town. He came to town for a late afternoon. It was a three twenty-five kickoff, I believe, in October. OBJ came to town, and or was it a night game? Might have been a night game. That was I think a, it was a, night was game. a Sunday game. That was a Sunday night game. Yeah. That wasn't late afternoon. That was a night game. I was thinking it was dark. It was a
5: definitely NBC game.
4: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was the Sunday night game. And uh, at the time, the Giants offense did very little against Pac- a Packers secondary that wasn't very good then, but much more depleted at this point. So are you scared of OBJ or are you worried about the Packers secondary? And those are kind of the same question, but not exactly the same question. So throwing that question out there. And I also throw out this question on Facebook. Are you into college hoops yet? You know, a lot of times, many times, we look at January 1st, the first of the year. The The NFL season's over. The playoffs are here. The college football season's basically over, except for the championship game. And so, do we turn our attention right away to college hoops? Are you there yet? Are you not there yet? And I know... We're a long way from this, though. I know, but it's so good. Uh, and I also know uh, that... Giannis is on the cover of Sports Illustrated this week, and so that's on many of our radars. Uh, Drew's uh, th- that's on Drew's radar. Lee Jenkins, the author of said article, will be joining the Mike Heller Show today
5: after five with Mike and Drew. That's a must listen if you remotely care about the Bucks. I mean, that's a agree. great article, well, but it's
4: also must read.
5: And so oh what, I, yeah, so exactly. What do, what do
4: they call it? It's it's like a special spotlight or something. What what was the name of the? The article or what they did? I, I can't remember.
5: It's oh, the it's crossover. Printed out in So what pages. does that mean,
4: the crossover?
5: The game, the life, the stories. Okay. So maybe the stories of... So is that like a special... They're not just recapping the game type of thing. Right,
4: right. Is that a special thing that CNNSI is doing right now? I don't, I don't really know, but it's exciting
5: as a Bucks fan to have. Yeah, them. it'll appear in the January 9th issue of Sports Illustrated. And of Which course.
4: always comes out before January 9th. Exactly. So it'll be out this week. Right. So tons to get to. Giannis, College Hoops... Uh, I know, we made a big deal yesterday of the fact that we didn't have to talk about Marquette. If you saw the market meltdown against Seton Hall, oh man, brutal! It was just brutal. I, I don't, I don't want to dwell on it. All right, let's erase it from our memories. I, I want to know about Odell Beckham Jr. and some great lines about. Wearing jeans and wearing boots and not wearing shirts. And we'll let Eli Manning get to that. We'll let Drew Olsen get to that. Um, but I want to know, when Sunday gets here, are you scared? Are you nervous? About what Odell Beckham Jr. can potentially do on the field. Not making out with the kicking net. And not getting in fights and not going on cruises and not going on tour. Well, maybe exactly.
5: once he has his sea C- legs back, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, you have to be worried because of what the what our in
4: combination of the secondary. Isn't it amazing that Ladarius Gunter has been
5: the only healthy quarterback for the Packers all season long. Well, incredible when you consider the Packers started with three other ones. Yeah. Really? I mean, he was,
4: was he the fourth or the fifth?
5: I think he's behind Rollins in the depth chart, if I'm not... Well, originally... Well, but
4: so he's behind
5: Shields. Shields, Randall, uh, Quentin Rollins, and right. Darius Gunter. And Gunther. then Gunter's probably started as the number 4 guy. Then and Bryce, Hawkins. So the Packers, I remember, started the year with nine, nine secondary players active. I think more, maybe... Nine, I think, was Salzburg. the number, right? Yeah. Yeah. and it was like the highest number ever in this day and age. You have to have a lot of secondary players. Well,
4: in Burnett, Hyde, and Clinton Dix, right, the safeties have played all season. They played all season. I mean, I don't know, have they missed? Have any of them missed a game? I thought uh, maybe Morgan Burnett was. Banged Did he up, miss it? Yeah. Did he I, miss a game or two? Yeah. But but essentially, the safeties, and it's nice that, of course, when you're safety. Many times you're pressed into dime coverage or nickel coverage, depending on the personnel. Um Morgan
5: Burnett's played linebacker at some yes, point.
4: Yes, he has. Uh with with guys going down there with Martinez and Ryan's injuries earlier this season. But looking at the cornerback situation in Green Bay, by the way, did you see uh you see Peanut Tillman's tweet?
5: I saw a lot of weird tweets from Bears, current Bears, former Bears. Peanut, I don't know if I saw peanuts. So Peanut Tillman, yeah, uh, basically
4: posted, uh, you know, that he's still in shape and he could go, uh, he could do one more go around looking for a, uh, a Super Bowl title with one more go around with Julius Peppers and maybe this time on Aaron Rodgers' side as opposed to against Aaron Rodgers.
5: I'm ready to run the table if y'all need some CBs at Aaron Rodgers hashtag still trying to get a ring in retirement. There I kinda, you go. That would be kind of nice to uh, take a bear and win a title.
4: If he could still play, it would be nice. I, don't, you know, I, I, I think he's
5: – I have to assume that was in jest. Well, he did have the poop emoji. He did have the start poop emoji. Yes, he did. So I don't know what that's about, but yeah, he's probably joking around. Right. But I'm sure if someone offered him money, but he'd take it. But that
4: sparked reaction. I mean, I saw the first reaction to that was a Bears fan saying, traitor.
5: Six hundred twenty-five retweets and a thousand favorites. So, right, of course, bear. People get all serious, all trader, trader. A- absolutely. Whether they,
4: it's, whether it's Bears fan or because I'm sure there are Packers fans who say we would never take him, he's a bear. But you know what? If Charles Tillman walked through that door right now, sign him up, baby. I agree. Sign with you. him up. I don't
5: care. Well, we did You know, we had a problem with him throwing the first pitch out at Miller Park. Yes, we did. That's funny, but we wouldn't have a problem if he was in the green and gold. Right. See, then he could throw out all the that, kind of pitches he wants. Because you know?
4: when he threw the pitch out, to me, he was still a He's member a of the Bears organization. Uh-oh. He still is. Of but course. if he turns, if he puts the green and gold on, sure. And, and we are doing this in jest, also. I mean, we assume this is not part of a, his reality or our reality or
5: Ted Thompson's reality to sign a guy off the street. At the no, though. Time. You know,
4: you never know. At this point in the
5: year, yeah, you never know if you need a guy.
4: You never know who Ted Thompson could Th- sign. The
5: Seahawks just signed uh, the Windy City Flyer. Devin Hester? Devin Hester. Is it? That, well, that was his nickname. Hold right? on. What? Be,
4: be, be, back back the up, the up the bus. The Windy
5: City Flyer? Wasn't that his nickname? It might have been. I might have missed it. Yeah, I don't that, know. Yeah, that is weird. Just not, yeah. people, people don't use that, you know. No. like. But that could have been. Devin Hester, yeah, the Seahawks signed Devin Hester. All right, I saw that to playoffs. be the return guy for the playoffs. Um, That's Mind Games by Pete Carroll. It is.
4: Uh, I always thought the return game was pretty good anyway. And sure. was it last year or two years ago? where the return guy got hit on a hit by Dallas and retired, basically broke his spine. Uh, not not uh, Ricardo Lockett. Lockett Ricardo yeah. Lockett. Not he had the, Tyler Lockett's on the team now, right. yeah, but Ricardo, Ricardo Lockett, Lockett, was that two years ago?
5: Yeah, I was trying He's to remember He had got the spine name.
4: injury and had to go away.
5: I remember the Players' Tribune article he wrote, yep. where it was basically he thought he was dead when he yep. was laying there. Yep. Gosh, that's scary. That is very scary. 414 799
4: How nervous are you? About Odell Beckham Jr. How worried are you about the Packers secondary going up against Odell Beckham Jr.? He is special. He is talented. He is a loudmouth. He is, this is my favorite
5: Chumba. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Gary Payton word. It was
5: on the cover of Sports Illustrated once. So we have favorite Gary Payton words. Yeah, he is loquacious. Loquacious. Stephen A. Smith loves that one too. He
4: does. But it, before Stephen A. Smith was Stephen A. Smith, Sports Illustrated had a cover where it was a uh, picture of Gary Payton on the Sonics. Uh, the loquacious point guard, or something like that. Yeah, which he definitely was,
5: and he still is to this day. I've By the way, him.
4: loquacious means talkative. Yeah,
5: or in very, yeah, with with exuberance.
4: Right, talkative with exuberance, not necessarily braggadocious. No, you've been known to just, be
5: loquacious. Yes, but but very talkative in a borderline aggressive manner. For instance, th- there were times I thought Gary Payton as a buck, and afterwards was too loquacious against Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really uh, the right way to say it, but No,
4: but but we get the point. We get the gist of what you're trying to say. Seven nine nine one nine twenty, seven nine nine one nine twenty. Uh like I said, I know Drew Olson's got the show today and he's gonna bring you uh the Eli Manning and the Boat Crew stuff. Gilbert Brown also will join the show at two, so that is appointment radio. Two PM right here on the big nine twenty and the big nine twenty The iHeart
5: I- Mitch in the mouth. Gilbert, I'm right here, dude. He already called to tell that. Then he'll come I mean, back later. I mean,
4: last time I saw him, I got a big hug, so I don't know what this punching in the mouth is all about. Well, that's when the Packers were like
5: four and six. That's he's, true. he's in a better mood these days.
4: Much better. Whenever the Packers beat the Vikings or whenever the Packers go to Detroit and beat the Lions, because, you know, Gilbert's from Detroit, and so that's his hometown, so he's always got to host the party. He's always in a better mood when it comes to, to the Green Bay Packers when things are going well. So Gilbert Brown will join the show, Grave Jurger Radio, at 2 p.m. He'll do a long segment with Drew Olsen, breaking down the Lions win and looking ahead to the New York Giants. Maybe talk a little uh, boat cruise? He might, he might. Um, we don't have our Sports Illustrated here yet, do we?
5: Uh, no, and you know I get that in the mail. You, so you, you don't have it yet? You remarked about that once. You're going to get it today? I haven't seen it in the mail, so it I, I, yeah, must be so in the mail. not
4: that I've subscribed to Sports Illustrated for about Hold on. Well, you made fun wow. of me for for,
5: right. not, for still doing the right. paper Right, because I don't think
4: I've subscribed to, to Sports Illustrated in 20 years. Maybe 15. No I don't know. I've been pretty anyway, good about saving covers, I feel like too. Wednesday was delivery day. I feel like I would get my Sports Illustrated on a Wednesday.
5: Yeah. You feel that or no? If, I can't remember. I you know honestly don't even remember. Really? Like it, you it, don't, it comes in the mail. You don't
4: run to the mailbox the day it's coming and like, ooh, no, who's on the cover? I,
5: I don't. Well, I assume you'll bring it in, right? Oh, Yeah. Of course, if you want I am pretty good about saving the local covers, but well, i was gonna say we might, we might them.
4: have to buy we might have to buy a special one and uh and put Giannis up on the wall. Right. I mean with all due respect, our Bucks jerseys we have right now are John Lohr and Desmond Mason.
5: We need a we need a two uh, fan favorites. Yeah. But not Giannis. We need a uh, Badger Red jersey up here somewhere. Yeah, I have, a, Bucks I have a jersey. I
4: have my New York Giants Rondane jersey. I do have a Badgers Rondane jersey. I don't know if I want to put it up though
5: we're always taking additions to the to the uh oh, the Absolutely wall. if
4: you want if you want to drop off some sports memorabilia here at 121st West Howard Avenue you go right ahead 799 1920 799 1920 does OBJ scare you Steven writes in right away I throw it up on Facebook and I know Drew's got the show and he, he's going to do his thing but does OBJ scare me earlier this season he proposed to a kicking net Back in that week five matchup, Green Bay was able to contain him. Five for 56 and a touchdown. That TD came in the last few minutes of the game. Pack secondary will somehow contain him again despite the injuries. As far as college basketball, because I also asked if that's on your radar yet. Been following since the preseason. Number one, Nova looks good. Go Marquette. That comes in from our friend Steven, friend of show. Yeah. Um, I don't hear any music. But if this was a WWE production, we'd say, "Good God, that's Drew Olson's music!" I don't know what music that would be. We'd have to figure out. He likes some like independent rock and yeah, it wouldn't be the he's mainstream. an indie guy, yeah, or, or Bruce Springsteen, sure. Of course. But coming up here on the Mitch Nella Show, it is the one, the only Drew Olson, right here on the Big Nine Twenty, the Big Nine Twenty com. This is the Mitch Nella Show.
1: Coming up.
2: Anytime you reach, you know, a level of success of getting in the playoffs, it's an accomplishment uh, in the National Football League. We all understand how difficult this league is. This is a different path, and they all are. Uh, but it's a very rewarding, especially just to watch this this particular team. They're made of the right stuff. They got a great attitude. Uh, they bring great energy. And Packers coach
7: Mike McCarthy brings us back on the Mitch Nellis show. Mitch just left the building. I'm Drew Olson, coming to you with, along, with, along with Armin Sarian. I was here's inside baseball. I was supposed to host this whole show, but I got tied up. I was in a meeting. I was supposed to allow Mitch to be in a meeting. My meeting cut into a promo that I had to film at Channel 12. My pal Dan Needles yes. and I from Big 12 Sports. Big 12 Sports Saturday this week is airing, not in its normal time, at 6.30. They're airing a little football game. Armin. they've got the playoff game between yes. the Texans and the Raiders. Right.
5: Yes, they are one of the most anticipated wild card games ever, right? You no. think Peyton Manning can play all-time or, or, quarterback or for that one? Yeah, that'd be all right. That'd be all right. So
7: we had to go film. We have to tell people that our show is going to air instead of at 6.30. It's sure. going to air at 10.30, or actually 10.35.
5: Yeah, get those promos right. So we had to do is.
7: promos. Uh, usually, usually we don't run one until Friday, and sure. they'll run it Friday night, Saturday morning, and then they tell people we're on Saturday night. But now, because of the time change, we had to do a different one. So I had to drive downtown and then drive back. And then if you see it, and I look disheveled because I was hurrying and I wanted to hurry up, and that's when you screw up. We do those without makeup, which is funny, so we look
5: not as presentable as we would uh, on a Saturday night. Not as beautiful in the face. Yeah,
7: Yeah, not as beautiful. But then I figure, yeah, well, it's a promo.
5: Do you buy makeup? Uh, Do you have to go buy it yourself? I do
7: every year. It's In the be summer weird. at the end of the summer, it's like it's almost become like a rite of the end of the summer. Sure. You know how you people go, they go back to school shopping at the end of summer. I have to go makeup shopping because we do this TV show during football season.
5: I always wanted to ask you that because I've never gone to the makeup counter for myself.
7: Well, fortunately, I haven't either. Um, we, there's a, a lovely woman that works in Brookfield at a salon she owns. Her name is Lynn. Oh,
5: and she just gets
7: and it she like has given me makeup forever. She the first couple times I did the show with Dan, we started like six years ago, and she was our makeup person for the first two shows. And then they didn't want to pay a makeup person anymore. So Dan, Dan, well, and Lynn, I watched what Lynn did, but then Dan basically taught me how to put on
5: my own makeup. All right, a little inside a little behind the scenes. Yeah. Huh? So I like they it. put it on with a paint sprayer.
7: And then the worst part is, I swear to God. I don't know how women do it. You put that stuff on, and it kind of seeps through your pores, and you can taste it. I can taste makeup when it's on my face. Oh, man. It's like I'm not eating it. It's not in my mouth, but I can taste it. Right. It's just disgusting. Somehow, if
5: it sprays, maybe it gets inside on the tongue somehow. I don't Boy. know how guys do it. I yeah. swear
7: it lowers your IQ when you put it on and go on TV, but... Maybe that's just me. <laughs> is that the know. excuse? No, that's I'm my just excuse. Kidding. I'm just kidding, Drew. That's my excuse. So I heard Mitch. He's talking about Eli Manning, the Giants, and the Packers this weekend, the game that we're all talking about. We'll be talking about all week. Bob Papa, the Giants play-by-play guy. Right. nationally famous. He's going to join the Mike Heller Show later today, and we'll talk about that. But I want to ask you the question that's been, it's been hounding me, and it's my pal Dan and several of my other buddies have argued about it for years. Just the basic. Imagine, if you will, you know how it is that, 4 o'clock, 4.30 in the winter when it's dark out and you take one of those naps where you just kind of, you lay down or you're sitting in a chair and you just, you lay down and the sun's going down and you, you just go to sleep. Sure,
5: you're just passing out. Four
7: thirty, five 5 o'clock and it's one of those blissful, deep, random, even if it's only like a half hour, 20 minutes, one of those deep, blissful naps. And then it's, at wintertime and it gets dark early, so you wake up and you're kinda like in that no man's land. You don't know whether it's morning or afternoon. Totally. Is it is it it's like five thirty. Is this in the morning? Is it AM? Did I sleep twelve? What what time is it? All right, I want you to imagine you're in one of those naps and I wake you up, I shake you awake, and I say, Armin
5: Yeah. Scary moment.
7: Is Eli Manning a good player?
5: So I have to answer sort of. You have all to answer in your
7: fog. You have to is it, is it, is because that's your real gut reaction. Totally,
5: that's a great. And you know, is, great, is Eli Manning a good player? You know, that's a great question, and I'm and the 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 reason that's a great question is I'm just pulled both ways on it. And there, you have to say yes because of the Super Bowls. But if it wasn't for that, what would we say? What would we say about Eli Manning? If it wasn't He's for missed,
7: the Super Bowls, if it wasn't for
5: playing in New York, he leads the NFL all time in multiple interception games. Okay, he's a Manning. What if his older brother wasn't a Manning? What if his dad wasn't a Manning? We knew he was supposed to be a good player. You know, what if he didn't get drafted and basically edge his way into New York from San Diego?
7: What if he was Fred Smith?
5: What if he didn't have two great runs, which you did have? You have to count them. The rings. What if he made the playoffs in the last five years? He hasn't made the playoffs since the Super Bowl.
7: He has. He's played, I think, 13 years. He's 36 years old now.
5: He has had so many inconsistent games. You you know that Aaron Rodgers would never have those games. Is he a good quarterback? You gotta say yes. If good requires top fifteen, top ten, you have to say he's a good quarterback. Has he has, a good, has he had a good career? No matter what, if you win two Super Bowls, people will define you as a as a good career. Well,
7: and that's the question. Is I'm again I'm waking you up from a nap. It's one of those blissful late winter naps. Is Eli Manning a good player? 414-799-1920. I want to know. I think he's good, but I also think he's grossly overrated because he plays in the New York market, his brother's famous, and he's won two Super Bowls.
5: I have to agree with that. I mean, I think you hit it right in the head. Those are the main factors. I think it helps that his dad was also a, a good quarterback in the NFL. They have a Manning family tradition. Brother was great. And Eli fulfilled championships. And in the United States, in America, as sports viewers, as American sports fans, we're obsessed with being number one. We're obsessed with championships. And giving that so much more credit than anything else, would you say he's better so, than Dan Marino? Not even close, right? No, not I even wouldn't. close. Not but even he's close. Got two more titles than yes, Dan. Yes.
7: And so here's the interesting thing about Eli Manning. When I look at his career, everybody goes, "Well, he's clutch." Is he? Well, he was clutch twice. He won two Super Bowls, and he made one of the and he beat an undefeated Patriots team with a great catch by David Tyree, which is more David Tyree than Eli. But okay. And he has played in his career. 11 playoff games. 11 playoff games in a, well, almost a 13 year career He's missed the playoffs more than he's won the Super Bowl.
5: Well, when you consider two of those were wild card Super Bowl teams, that means he's had eight that, games in two years.
7: Exactly. Two of those years were eight. Exactly. So what, what So what I look at his career, and I don't just look at the Super Bowls, I say, okay, he won the Super Bowl twice. He went 4-0 and in the playoffs those two years. That's great. Commendable. In the rest of his career, which is 13 years, he's never won a playoff game. He's won playoff games in two years. And in both of those years, he went on to win the Super Bowl. But outside of that, how could you possibly say that that's good, borderline great? That is not a great body of work. The planets aligned, and the Giants won the Super Bowl, and he was the guy, and he played in New York. But if you're asking me, based on his, his body of work, I can't say that he's great or even you know better than good. Kurt Warner is up for the Hall of Fame. You look at Kurt Warner's numbers compared to Eli. Shorter window, perhaps, but more impressive. Kurt Warner, I think, is in the Hall of Fame. Eli Manning, not so much.
5: And I think it illuminates the issue we have as you know, as sports fans that analyze successes, greatness, failures. We put so much emphasis on winning championships, too much that clouds our judgment. Otherwise, yes. Eli Manning's career completion percentage, over under sixty percent. Drew, I'll say under. It's under, just barely, but under. In the playoffs, point seven.
7: He's played eleven playoff games in his career. In the playoffs, he has sixty-one percent completion percentage he's thrown for 2500 yards in 11 games he has quarterback rating in the playoffs all time and he's clutch 89.3
5: he's never had a season where he's thrown less than 10 interceptions except for his rookie year which uh he had nine but he didn't have a lot of uh, a lot of reps at all he only played nine games yeah it's pretty amazing to think about that he's got
7: so in 11 playoff games he's got 17 touchdowns and eight interceptions.
5: So you would say pedestrian numbers, unless it's 1986. I
7: would say totally a pedestrian
5: numbers. Right, unless it's 1989, like, right? So
7: is he good, and does he strike fear? Now, he can play at a high level, and he one thing he has done, I mean, he's good enough. I don't think he's great, but he's good enough to beat the Packers, and has been at Lambeau Field in the playoffs. Oh,
5: sure, he's done it. They've done it, and he can do it this year. And he's got... He's got talent.
7: Odell Beckham Jr. Right. At his disposal, which I think is impressive. So I'm... I'm torn on it too, Armin. I, uh, I've always it's become it's spun into where I'm like an Eli detractor because I have to make the case that he's not as good as everybody thinks, and the two Super Bowls are outweighed by all the years that he led the league in interceptions and didn't make the playoffs.
5: Yeah, it's hard to dispute that. I would have to agree mostly. I think he's been fairly been been fairly durable. I don't think he's missed a game since his second year. So he's he's probably has a nice win uh, game started streak going, unless I'm missing something here, forgetting something.
7: Um, but but he's yeah.
5: but I think he's been steady, but I don't think he's been consistent. I think he's been con- you know consistently mediocre. Maybe is the best way to look at it.
7: This is his thirteenth season.
5: Thirteenth. He's thirty six now.
7: 13th season as a primary starter. Uh, he played it in his rookie year. Played nine games. Started seven. Thirteen seasons as a primary starting quarterback, and he's won playoff games in two of thirteen years.
5: Not a great. Really that's a great not record. great. Not at all
7: by any measure. That's not great. Now, he's had his seasons where he's thrown, like, 35 touchdowns.
5: Two huge Band-Aids, obviously.
7: And he's also had seasons where he's thrown 25, 27 interceptions. Lately, in the last three years, he's cut down his interceptions. In 2013, he had 27. He's cut that down to 14, 14, and then 16 this year. In his career, he's thrown 215 interceptions.
5: So I believe Aaron's in the 70s. is his interception percentage. So, not great. He's at, like you said, the last few years have been a little bit better, but not great overall. So, he's
7: at uh, 200, and so he's got 320 touchdowns in his career, which is impressive, but again, it's the era, and 215 interceptions. So, I think we overrate him, but with that said, I think he could also come in and beat the Packers on Saturday at Lambeau. 799 1920 is the phone number. Again, it's our scenario. You're having one of those late winter naps where it's dark out, and I'm waking you from a dead sleep. And I say, is Eli Manning a good player? And your answer is, Armin, who's on line one? It's Tony in Milwaukee. Tony, welcome to the Mitch Nella Show.
6: Oh, just coincidentally, I just woke up a little ah! while ago. Beautiful. And, uh, you know, it, it's no. He's not... A good, you say he's clutch, and he gets a lot of help. From I mean, he's not—he didn't work with bum receivers. He's at Plaxico Burris. Now he's got Odell Beckham.
7: Victor so it's Cruz. It's not
6: like these guys are bad, and he's carrying his team. And you know, in both his Super Bowl years, that defense in two thousand seven, go—you know, Tom Brady's throwing forty nine touchdowns, and they held him under twenty. In twenty eleven, yeah. you have Aaron Rodgers just going on a tear. And he's you know, held essentially under 20 until a late comeback prevent defense type situation. So I absolutely agree. He's not a good quarterback. If he doesn't have a team around him, he's not going to go anywhere. And lately we've seen this defense come on, and so I think that's what we're scared about. But championships are just, as far as determining a good quarterback, is extremely overrated. You can't win a championship without a complete team. Yeah, it's such no a, it's such a measure. It's Very such a well said, measure. Tony.
7: Yeah, it, it, it really is. So that's the question of the day. It's the, it's the question of the week. It's the question of the millennium. Is Eli Manning good? This is Philosophers will be wrestling with this hundreds of years from now. Was it, Eli Manning good? Truly is. It's it. not even anymore is he as good as Peyton because Peyton's retired. Right. But I don't think there's any way he's not even in the he'll, same he'll, planet he'll, he'll never as be, Peyton.
5: He'll never be there, no.
7: And, you know, oh, you won two, but now Peyton got a second on the way out, so they're kind of even there. So that's the question for you. Oh, kind and gentle and good looking listeners of the Mitch Nellis show. Is Eli Manning good? 414 799 1920. Email the program, uh, Drew at the big920.com. You can get us on Twitter at Drew Wilson MKE, at Armin Sarian. Give Armin a follow. And at the Big Nine Twenty. It's the Mitch Nellis Show on the Big Nine Twenty and the Big Nine Twenty streaming worldwide on the iHeartRadio app.
8: It's gonna be a great opportunity. Uh, they're they're a good team. They're playing great football. Defensively, they're getting a lot of turnovers. Offensively, they're scoring a lot of points. Aaron's playing great football, so they're coming in hot and you know, we know we gotta we gotta play we gotta play smart. We gotta find ways to win. We gotta keep it close and, and make some plays in the fourth quarter and you know win the football game kinda of like the way we've been winning all year.
7: That's Eli Manning. We're talking about that guy on the Mitch Nellis Show. Drew Olsen along with Armin and Mitch stepped out. He's supposed to have Wednesday off. I screwed him. I owe him a half hour. How do I make that up to him, Armin? What do I do?
5: <sighs> he likes hummus. He loves hummus.
7: I could buy him some hummus. Um, I would usually... I, I Chowder,
5: no bacon, right? He's from Boston.
7: I could get him a two liter. He doesn't like the soda that I drink like Diet Mountain Dew. Oh, he's, he's trying not,
5: to drink less soda, too. He's maybe. not a soda guy. He's more of a coffee guy. I guess I'll buy him a coffee. He's a big milkshake guy. He loves a, a nice treat there. Oh, Frosty. A
7: milkshake? Milkshake is code word among my friends for beer. Oh, okay. All right. Like I went out last night and had a couple of milkshakes. Yeah, that's so I can't say milkshakes because, well, he might like a beer, too. Anyway, when a guy does you a solid and he covers for you, you kind of got to hit him back. So maybe I'll buy him a of coffee. He likes coffee uh 7991920 we just heard Eli Manning talking saying nice things about the Packers doesn't change our discussion and again here's the scenario you are in a um, you, you're you're in a coma you're in one of those winter naps you're you're taking a delicious delightful winter nap you may or may not have a blanket but you're on the couch just
5: one of those where it's just you just kind
7: of drift off and you doze and it's just oh, yes. like 15 20 minutes and it's like 4:30 o'clock, and it's dark out it's quiet and you don't you wake up kind of like a little groggy, you don't know whether it's nighttime or
5: Oh yes, or I can is see it, it now. late afternoon
7: or is it morning? You don't know. And I'm waking you up and I'm asking you the question. I'm shaking you awake and saying, uh, "Hurry, hurry. Is Eli Manning a good player?" 414-799-1920. 414-799-1920. Is Patty V on line one? Is Patty V? Patty V. Is Eli Manning a good player?
9: Drew and Hammer. Um didn't quite hit, hear you there drew
7: is Eli Manning a good player
9: oh he's a definitely a good player I, the the key is I don't think he's nearly as good as A-Rod um and that's gonna come to bear on Saturday uh-huh. at 340 in,
7: in at the in the playoffs at Lambeau he's beaten Favre and A-Rod in the past but right
9: now right now there's no way um he's as good as A-Rod um the Packers have momentum. Uh, Brett Favre, I heard, picked him to to go to Houston. Um, Brett Favre picked him go be... to go to the
7: Super Bowl. You going to take that one to the window? It's going to be fun to watch. All right. Thanks, Patty. 799
5: He's right and you're right. I mean, I don't think – obviously, he's not as good as Aaron Rodgers is right now. I don't think anybody would debate that. But like you said, he's won the games. He's he's done it before. The key is he's had good teams around him. You know, it's a team game still. You know, if it was just Aaron versus Eli in a skills competition, we're going, we're going to – Atlanta wherever we're going you know it's not that that's not the issue he has great receivers yeah. he has a very good defense right now the Packers have to overcome those those other uh aspects of the game
7: four one four seven nine nine one nine twenty all right Eli Manning I we can t- we can debate his greatness or goodness as a player I think he's good I think he might even be in some measure above average I mean the average we, we we're skewed our, our paradigm is skewed here because we've had Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers yeah we're used to great quarterback play. Um, the average who's the NFL average quarterback? Like Blaine Gabbert?
5: I would say Gabbard's Andy much Dalton much worse than that. Andy Dalton? Yeah, for probably the, I would say Eli Manning might be that guy. He's close to that guy.
7: He's kind of close to that guy, except he's got two rings.
5: Tannehill type maybe. Tannehill puts up some numbers. She, he was doing playing was pretty well this year. year.
7: I'm trying to if you know how the, in in baseball they have the stat wins above replacement. Sure, sure. Who's the replacement? Who's replacement? Who's the replacement? I honestly who's the, who's the baseline quarterback? The the flotsam and jetsam of the average just NFL average quarterback,
5: might Sam Bradford. I might have said uh, I might have said Matt Ryan before he had this great year, this great transcendent year. He's had his
7: moments. I mean, he hasn't had postseason sure. success. Philip Rivers is above what you think. I would agree. Um, okay, um, that, that's another question.
0: Yeah, maybe a guy like uh, Tyrod Taylor
5: he's a different kind of player
7: but Yeah, like, he's a different player yeah, yeah. that's a,
5: that's a little different
7: maybe you can help us with that 799 1920 is the phone number 414 799 1920 now again eli manning i think he's a terrific guy a good citizen and he's i think he's got a good sense of humor we're going to get to the quote in a little bit we'll get we'll get to the quote in a little bit of uh how he reacted to his teammates being on a boat i thought that was fantastic um, so we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the uh, Eli Manning. Ar- Armand, do you have the sound up, like, how he handled when he was asked at his press conference about his teammates being on a boat?
5: Yes, I do. Pretty epic awards here from Eli Manning.
8: I think as a team, we, we kind of always pride ourselves on being well-prepared. So when I saw some of the pictures, I was a little disappointed just because Obviously, they didn't pack uh, accordingly, um, you know. You know, they, they didn't have any shirts, uh, obviously, and, you know, kind of all long pants, no shorts, no, you know, no uh, flip-flops or anything. So, this, you know, disappointed on their packing and, and not being prepared for that situation. What a great dad That was made.
7: fantastic. That was great. That was diffusing a situation. That was an A+.
5: That was clutch. Pretty epic by uh, Eli. you know Eli Manning is thirty six now. He just turned thirty six. Yep. He still looks like he's eighteen years old, man. He still has that baby face about him, but he sounds like a dad. A dad? Well, he sounds like a dad. It's a perfect dad, you know. Joke, you know. Hey, you guys didn't pack the well, right the clothes.
7: The way he spun it, like we pride ourselves on preparation, sounds yeah. like he's going to say, like, I know. You know they should be watching film. They didn't, you know, they didn't he have wins. shirts. They didn't have shorts. They're wearing jeans. It was like an awkward picture, but it was funny. It was funny. He's a, he, he was wild. Well, obviously, was he was joking around. Yeah. Yeah. 799-1920, 414-799-1920. He wasn't Is done Eli either. Manning good. Let's take a listen.
8: I was telling people I was the one that took the picture. They wouldn't let me. They wouldn't let me in with my
5: shirt
7: off. I was the one that took the picture. They wouldn't let me in with my shirt off. So
5: Eli's got all the jokes today. So he's ripping
7: himself. That's yeah. great. I mean, I'd like to see Rogers be a little bit more um, kind of funny like that at times. Like his,
5: his sense of humor is probably totally different. Rodgers
7: is completely dry, you're right. That But the way that Eli delivered that, and Peyton's funny too. A kudos for them for being funny. Is he a better comedian than a quarterback? I'll leave that to others to decide. But in that case, I thought that was fantastic. It was the right tone. He kind of diffused it. You know, because some people might be mad. If the Giants lose, people are going to be mad that their wide receivers were on a boat partying with Justin Timberlake.
5: Right, that'll be the big story, no doubt about it. So, um, and, you know, the funny thing is guys do a lot of things in their off day that we never know about, but we hear about this now and that that's going to be the attention grabber, obviously, yeah, because it was all over Instagram and all over other guys, you know, who else was there? Trey songs, Justin yeah, Bieber, some Justin famous guys so, on the party boat right there.
7: I'm on a boat. That's
5: just too funny. I just couldn't um, wear boots on a boat.
7: You don't get that. You don't get that kind of distraction in Green Bay.
5: Yeah, I don't. I don't see Bakhtiari and the blog and the boys going out in the Fox River cooking some broths on a float in the Fox River. I just don't see it happening right now. But uh, that's a, that's probably the extent of the distraction you could get, right, Drew? Yeah, I would think that'd be pretty funny.
7: No, that'd be a, that's, a, that's Jeff Janis might go hunting or something. see that's an
5: opportunity for a photo op that the Packers the Packers missed there. That'd be a funny thing. That'd be some sense of humor. The Packers
7: like should they troll them and put that picture up on the scoreboard? I think
5: it'd be hilarious
7: during warmups and stuff
5: at the Bucks uh, Thunder game on. Uh, on Sunday night, sitting there watching the game with uh, Spencer, our colleague, every time the uh, Thunder would shoot free throws, they'd put just a Giants helmet on the scoreboard. So that was pretty odd, but kind of funny, I guess. They just wanted some booze. I guess they put a Giants helmet up there, sort of out of nowhere.
7: Kind of funny. Yeah, it was. Kind of funny. Four one four seven nine nine one nine twenty. Gilbert Brown, Grave Digger Radio, coming up in about 15 minutes or so. I'm Drew Olson. Armin Sarian's here as well. We are babysitting. The Mitch Nellis Show on the Big 920, thebig920.com, worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is Joe. It's the Mitch Nellis Show, sans Mitch Nellis. I'm Drew Olson, Armand Sarian, along as well. 799-1920 is the phone number. Tweet at us, at Drew Olson MKE, at Armand Sarian. At the Big 920, we're asking a question. At least I'm asking a question again. Here's the scenario. You're taking one of those beautiful midwinter, mid-afternoon, late-afternoon naps. You just go down. You're in complete La La la. We're not even dreaming here. We're just in one of those deep REM, deep comas. One of those when you wake up and you're not sure if it's 5.30 a.m. or 5.30 p.m. Yeah. And I'm shaking you awake on the couch. I'm shaking you violently. And you look at me like, huh, what? And I say, is Eli Manning a good quarterback? And how do you answer? 799-1920. The uh, answer came from our buddy Brian via Twitter. Brian says, Eli is good,
5: not great. But he's got two Super Bowl rings. I think that's fair. He's had those great moments, but overall the rest of it's pedestrian. So those two big band aids cover up a lot of P- a lot of the memory and the judgment of analysis that a lot of fans have, especially in you know American sports fans. We love the championships. We love being number one, and uh, he has those. But if you look at the numbers, so, if you do a deep dive like we're doing, it's just hard yes. to see anything special come out of that. Like I mentioned, he. He is. He has become the NFL's uh, most recent version of the Iron Man. 211 straight starts. I'll
7: give him credit for showing up. He's been tough, and he's had his moments. He's
5: had moments. But he's
7: had seasons. Obviously, the two seasons when he won the Super Bowl.
5: Um, but he's also had flaws. The, Mo- most multi-interception games ever for a quarterback in NFL history.
7: Well, now, all right, Armin, who leads the NFL all time in, in interceptions? It's Brett Favre for sure. Correct.
5: So we know that you know that can be a state of circumstance. Eli
7: Manning has two hundred and fifteen. He has had uh, most recently. He had in 2013 he threw 27 interceptions against 18 touchdowns. Is that good? I don't think so. But I hear people say he's clutch. Eli Manning is clutch. Oh, is he? Well, he's he's good in big games, to which I answer, well, it's a shame that in a 13-year career he's only had he's only experienced big games in two of those 13 seasons because outside of the two years when he did win the Super Bowl and he took them through the wild card for 4 and 0, He's never won a playoff game.
5: Right, he's not been clutch enough to get he's to. He's zero and three in in the other yeah.
7: eleven. Well, now ten. Well, 10, ten seasons. Zero and three.
5: That's not good. And he hasn't given himself chances. I mean, the the better body of work you have, the more playoff games you're going to play. Right, we know that. You know, he's missed the playoffs so many years that he hasn't made those two Super Bowl runs. Were were eight of those eleven wins. Right? So Correct. 11 wins in 13 years. Yes. There are three other wins have come in over 13 years of play. Yeah. It's not great. He's missed the playoffs so, for the last five years since 2011. Exactly. Can you be a great quarterback in this quarterback-driven
7: league where quarterback is everything? Can you miss the playoffs five years in a row and be considered great? I don't know. I don't know how. Four one four seven nine nine one nine twenty. Now, he's gone into Lambeau and beaten the Packers twice and then gone on to win the Super Bowl both times. He has great receivers at his disposal. He has I mean, it's gonna be cold. Well, he's, he's, won, he's won in cold weather
5: in Lambo before. Single digits, ten degrees, yeah.
7: Yeah. Uh, he has another good defense that could cause problems for the Packers. Those wide receivers against the Packers decimated secondary could be an issue. But I just and it's not that I don't like Eli. Here's the thing. I liked Peyton. I liked Eli. I like the guy.
5: He's not an unlikable character at all. I mean he no, does the funny faces, that, the Eli face, but.
7: the whole his entree into the league when he kind of manipulated and didn't go to San Diego and kind of manipulated his way to New York. Little bit off putting. Was that
5: Dad? Was that RG Manning more than Eli? I it was very. About
7: that. You don't get that very often in football, but it was very Scott Boris like. Yeah. It was Machiavellian the way they kind of like, well, we don't want to go
5: to San Diego.
7: They stink. Like, anyway, ended up now, granted, he's had a great career in New York. There are worse things than being a big star in New York. He's one of the big stars in New York, no doubt about it.
5: If I turn the clock back further, it's uh, John Elway like, right? In the 84, yeah. or 83 draft. Wasn't and, yeah. And outside, and I'll
7: say this, outside of, you know, the stats and the wins and the losses and the interceptions and stuff. He has comported himself. I, I Can you ever quibble with the way he... We just played the clip of how he handled the guys on the boat. That was fantastic. To be in that spotlight, he almost wins the Derek Jeter award for not stepping in it. Nobody ever says anything bad about Eli. No never, doubt. Never like, you know, I don't know if he cuts people off in traffic or if he... You
5: know, yeah, no bad looks off the field. Then no. for a guy that's played in New York his whole career, he's thirty six now. that's, yeah. that's hard. He, to has man,
7: he has managed to avoid stepping in any yeah. PR problems or anything like that. No so one's caught I,
5: him eating grapes unpaid for in the supermarket aisle. Nothing like that. Yeah. So.
7: so I, you know, again, it's not that I hate Eli. It's just I, I hate what the sports culture does and people who anoint him is great simply because he's got the two championships. Because Armin, you you brought it up before. Does that make him better than Dan Marino?
5: It can't, right? Does Robert O'Reilly? No. Does Robert Ory better than Charles Barkley? We know these these things, right? So.
7: No, I saw that there was a debate the other day. Somebody who was embracing debate was talking about LeBron will never be Michael Jordan. Well, of course he won't.
5: He's a different player. It's a, it's a different but, argument. But and it's yeah. the it's
7: the Brady Montana argument yes. too. It's like uh, Joe Montana was four and zero in Super Bowls, therefore he cannot be beaten by Tom Brady, who's you know four and two, right? Well, isn't going to the Super Bowl and losing better than not going to the Super Bowl?
5: We have a we have a bias, I think, for those things for the more historical figure, right? We remember them. Brightness. I have a
7: I have a phrase for that. I just call that the uh, the bronze medal syndrome, yeah, silver medal syndrome. It's, it, hey, what do you do? Oh, I'm an Olympian and race walking. Oh, yeah? Well, how'd you do? Well, I went to the games twice. Oh, wh- what'd you do? Oh, I won silver. Oh, that's too bad. That's a shame. You were only second best in the world. Oh, that's a bummer. Right. Too bad. Like, what? Right. On what planet is that not awesome? Maybe I should maybe I should temper my views on Eli Manning. Maybe I should get him cut him a little bit more slack. But I don't know. I just think I, I feel like I feel the need to stand on my soapbox and say having these two Super Bowls doesn't make you that great. It just it doesn't. Now he's probably gonna give me a giant Wilson football shaped suppository on Sunday and throw for four hundred yards. And just completely outplay Aaron Rodgers because the the Packers are probably due to lose a game. I I mentioned that last week. Like, it wouldn't be the worst thing if the Packers had lost on Sunday. And you know, home game aside, it's hard to win ten games in a row, which is what they have to do
5: to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, statistically it's really almost impossible. It hasn't happened a lot. I mean it's not impossible, but it's very unlikely. That's why you were uh, surmising that maybe maybe it would be not a bad thing if the Packers lost to the Lions and made it to the playoffs. I
7: I was on that last week, and it didn't come to fruition, and the Packers were too good, and the Lions turned into the Lions.
5: But isn't it like the old uh, roulette theory where, well, if it went black eight times in a row, it's going to go red, but that's not
0: not true? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
7: That's not true. And I I play blackjack and I sit there and if I win five hands in a row or lose five hands in a row, I figure it's going to change next. Right. 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 Right, Now it's different with a a shoe and everything. But uh, the coin flip thing, one, the previous coin flip doesn't affect the next one.
5: Right. But the I odds would, are still 50-50. still 50-50, sure. But if
7: you see seven in a row, the odds of eight in a row are less, don't you think?
5: Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I've always thought that way. But the odds of something happening can, consecutively is different than the odds do you of it know, happening once.
7: You went to Marquette. Do you know any yeah. eggheads at Marquette in the statistics department that we could ask about this? Uh, maybe I can like, dig one up. Can we I run know. the
5: numbers? I think I got like a C-plus instead. Do we have
7: any actuaries that listen to this show? Do we? I don't even know. I've never met an actuary. Chris, I don't think, uh, K- I don't Chris, think I've ever. K- what what exactly
5: is an actuary? I yeah. don't know, what do they do? How do they make money? Our buddy Statman Steve and Cornell, maybe they can come up with something.
7: Statman Steve might be a good man to put on the job. Yeah. He's always, I mean, he's never far away. We just, we, we mentioned any stat and he's tweeting at us, at DeRolson, MKE, at the Big 920, at Armin Sarian. Statman Steve might be good for this. Just, I, I would want to know from Statman Steve, how many teams have had longer than an eight game winning streak that ended in a Super Bowl victory?
5: To answer your question, what is an actuary? A person who compiles and analyzes statistics and uses them to calculate insurance risks and premiums.
7: Oh, oh so they're insurance, insurance geeks. guys. Oh, yeah, that's an evil industry. Sounds like know,
5: an exciting job, bad. though, doesn't it?
7: So, an actuary tells you, like, we're gonna you are gonna buy this policy, and here are your odds of getting hit by a semi as you cross <laughs> right, the street right. on your way to the Bradley Center to watch a game. Exactly. That's what it is. Okay, so that's. Do people really work in that? I would think they've been replaced by computer programs or something.
5: That's a good thought, or apps, right? Someone's got to develop an app by now. Yeah, I
7: would think. I don't know. I just read a really long story, and I would cite it if I knew, but it was about Daryl Morey, the uh, general manager of the Rockets, and how he got his start, and what he's trying to do with the Rockets, and it was fascinating. But he started as a numbers geek.
5: Right. A lot of those guys. I mean, of course it was the Bill James analytics thing in baseball. That was his
7: entree. He read the Bill James baseball asterisk and got into the numbers. Then he started working in the financial industry because his goal was to run a team and own a team. And he thought that the way to do it was by making a lot of money and buying a team, not realizing that he could kind of push the envelope and be that guy and get hired now he runs a team it's he quite have to interesting
5: own it. yeah but um, like you said so that's been bleeding over in, into the nba so
7: any actuary we have that could tell us like would the packers am i crazy I, people think i'm crazy for saying the packers could have lost and it might have been they would have had to go through seattle well they just pounded seattle and seattle's compromised without earl thomas and if you think of the games the packers have lost in seattle one of them was a fail mary and one of them they led until brandon bostic screwed up an onside kick those are two losses that shouldn't have been losses.
5: Right, exactly. Like they
7: should have. They would go in there with some confidence, I would think. Josh, the same way that we're looking at the Giants, and if you say, "Well, the Giants have had success at Lambeau," Eli has. Sure, the rest of the team has turned over so much, coaching staffs turned over, that that, oh eight and eleven have no impact on what happens Sunday.
5: Josh chimes in on Twitter: "Eli is not my quarterback." hashtag Never Eli hashtag Clutch means nothing. So uh, a little bit in jest, maybe a little in in reference to the political season but yeah i mean uh th- i never really believe in the clutch thing either because there's so many different ways well, to analyze it a lot of those stats are flawed when you so, when you measure it so
7: again my base question today is i'm waking you up from an unbelievably uh, i'm sorry for doing this too you're in this un- this blissful winter nap i'm shaking you awake and i'm asking you is Eli Manning a great quarterback and you have to answer mailman scott hits us via twitter mailman scott says uh He may only be great when the stakes are highest. Two Super Bowls tells that story. And that's, again, Eli's great. He's clutching big games. Well, it's a shame he's only played in eight big games in a 13-year career. Your boy Squeeze is on the phone. My boy Squeeze. Squeeze, welcome to the Big 920.
9: Hello, boys. Happy chilly, chilly Wednesday.
7: Chilly Wednesday? What, you buying us chili?
9: No, it's just too damn cold. Oh, it's
7: just too damn cold. Okay, all right.
9: Actuarials, Drew, I I have a few of them retired from NML uh, over the years they are the engineers of insurance. They will figure out when you're going to die and how much money that you're going to pay out. Of it.
7: I just want to party with actuaries. I oh. really want to go to a cocktail party and hang out. It might be a I, I would say a dry sense
9: of humor is, is going to come into play.
7: I was walking through the Hyatt one day on my way cuz I parked in the structure and I was walking through the cutting through I was shortcut cut through the Hyatt to get to the Bradley Center. Kind of speaking of chilly Wednesday. I kind of I would do that, and there was a big sign outside the ballroom. It said, "Welcome, American Society of Morticians." Oh, there you go. And I'm like, oh, oh I want to party with these guys. Actuaries, I don't know. I like partying with Squeeze. Squeeze was with us at ABV Social on Sunday when we watched. Uh, I don't know it wasn't Sunday; it was Monday. The Badgers game. This week is screwed up. It is weird, but, isn't it? Speaking of Sunday and ABV Social. We'll be watching the Packers there. 340 kickoff. The food there is amazing. The staff is great. I talked to Chef Zach Espinosa. He's a rock star chef. He handles all the properties over there. Um, You're welcome to come and join us on Sunday. Packer game. Make it a destination. ABV Social in Wauwatosa. Thunder will be there. Armin will probably stop by. I'll be there. If you're not watching a DVR copy of the
5: well, that's what you want me to do. You want me to get into the bachelor.
7: No, we'll talk about that movie. You forward. know,
5: like, I'm probably watching a rerun of the 93 NBA we'll Eastern talk, Conference Finals. We'll, oh,
7: <laughs> good God, you need help. All right, we're going to talk to one of my favorite bachelors, Gilbert Brown. The Gravedigger, is going to join the program next for a little Gravedigger Radio. You know he's loving what happened. He's talking trash people in Detroit. Gravedigger Radio is up next on the Big 920, Big920.com
2: is the Mitch Thunder Nella Show. I think both teams come in this game with a lot of momentum, a lot of confidence. So and with that, it's a, it's gonna be an excellent, an excellent competition.
1: Call the show at 414 799 1920 Definitely
2: the way you want to come in. We've limped in before, rested players didn't play very well in a segment before and did a carry over to the next game and so forth and so forth. There's no doubt with this team.
1: Email thunder at the big920.com or tweet at Mitch Nellis and at the Big 920. Now, here's your host. Step aside, kids. Daddy's home.
6: Here comes the money.
1: Here we go. Mitch Thunder Nellis. For everybody else, they suck. Here's the gravedigger, Gilbert Brown. Six dig, Mr. Potatoes.
7: Mitch Nellis is on assignment. I'm Drew Olson, sitting in the studio with Armin Sarian. Glad. To welcome the star of Gravedigger Radio, the Gravedigger himself, Packers' favorite, Gilbert Brown. Gilbert, welcome to your show.
3: Hey, buddy. What's going on?
7: I just want to know, uh, you got to be on cloud, what, 8, 9, 11 right now? Because you called it, dude. I'm giving you total props. You called it all along. You said the Packers would run the table, the Lions would turn into the Lions. You're in Detroit. You're in the hub of it, where the Packers come in, and they win the division from the Lions. I mean, are you still celebrating? What's going on?
3: Well, I got about 80 dudes out there with scissors cutting my grass right now. <coughs> <laughs> yeah. Make sure it so it's all just the straight, same length. You know, it's cold as ice out there, but we got, I see grass and I see about, let me see the count. about 80 of them out there cutting. Yeah. Grass right now. And <laughs> they all, oh, and
7: when they're done with that, they're going to polish up your cars, right? Going to shine that chrome. Oh,
3: absolutely. Absolutely. Take out the garbage, clean the septic tank, whatever they need to do. <laughs>
7: <laughs> it what well, you called it. I mean, what was it that told you that I guess you live in enemy territory? You live behind enemy lines. You got dual citizenship, of course, because you're from Michigan, but you're there talking to Lions fans all the time. And yet you remain steadfast and said the Packers are going to win.
3: Lions held true to form like they always do. They end up falling on their face. You get all these people running around here putting on their sweatshirts and flags flying out the car. But we all know true to form what's going to happen. Well, at least I did. I don't know about anybody else. At least I did. I knew that they was going to fall on their face last three games. And now who the champs and now? Who gets a playoff game at home? OMG. Kings of
5: the North, Green Bay Packers.
7: No doubt. So, Gilbert, where did you watch the game? What was it like? Were you nervous at all before or during?
5: I sat out like I told y'all, sat
3: out in my basement, cut on all the TVs and put it right on just one game and watched the boys go to work. And I enjoyed every minute, even put some stuff out on Facebook and Twitter because I knew what was about to happen. I knew it. And going back to the game before when I saw that punter from Dallas, hit that dude, I knew they was done. I knew they was done. Anytime a punter flex any kind of muscle against a team, they're done. They're
5: done. Now, by their grace, they uh, they still still got a a, kicker. the, The kicker, it's the worst. They still got a playoff spot because Washington lost. I hear a lot of yeah. Lions fans saying, well, that's okay. Well, we're okay going to Seattle anyway. But that's not a good spot to be, right, on the road against Seattle? Yeah.
3: Well, well I, go, I mean, if you go back to where I said it before, traditionally, and the players before them, going back to Green Bay now, we set a bar that's really high. Now, in Green Bay, we would not have been satisfied with just making the playoffs, even though we had a chance to make it to the championship, the the, the, the division championship. Detroit, well, well, it's okay. We lost another championship, so at least we still in the playoffs. That is not acceptable in Green Bay land. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That is not acceptable. Either we're going to be the champs and going to the playoffs, we don't want to be sucked and then go to the playoffs. You see
7: what I'm saying? I hear you, but Gilbert, there's two thing, two ways to look at that. We're talking to Gilbert Brown here on Digger Radio via the Mitch Nellis Show. Well, there's two ways to look at that. The Packers have been hot, and you want to be hot, but now it's like the switch is flipped. This is a new season. This is like going from the preseason to the regular season. The intensity goes up, and what happened before doesn't really matter, right? I mean, the Packers are only hot no. if they keep winning.
3: No, 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 no. So you mean, tell me, like like we were talking before, like you'd rather be six and six, and if you're a college team and make it to the playoffs, or would you rather been nine and whatever and make it to the playoffs? See, it doesn't matter. You're right; it doesn't matter. But momentum that you take from there carries you through. You see what I'm saying? Would you rather lost three games and go into the playoffs, or would you rather lost one? three games, and going to the playoffs. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I it hear you. It makes a difference. It makes a difference. Don't, don't get it twisted now. Of course, you got to turn it up a notch, but you would rather won three games and going than lost three games and going.
7: I'm just glad whether they win or lose, the Packers offense is operating at a high level. Gilbert, if you were a defensive coordinator and you had to face the Packers and Aaron Rodgers right now, what would you do?
3: Well, uh, I would try to blitz them from four people in the stands to come from behind and tackling. You know what I'm mean? saying? Try and play with more than eleven. Time.
5: You got to play with more than eleven, maybe, to, to slow down this <laughs> but offense. But you, right
3: you, you know what, though? You know what, though? Uh, you know uh, y'all
5: love to pump
3: up that offense. But that defense, man, defense—if they don't put the points on the board, like they say, and like you always got—it's a team effort, okay? Back when the boys when they was putting up forty, the offense couldn't catch up. Now, the defense show up and play their game, the offense will catch up and pass you. You see what I'm saying? So don't give that offense all that credit when that defense is out there holding them boys to X amount of points. Don't forget about the defense. I'm here. To, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm the voice of reason to let y'all know. Wow. Aaron Rodgers can't stop them boys from putting points on the board. You he can put points with... on the board.
7: Yeah, but he can't stop them. Yeah.
3: He can't stop them.
7: So, well, that's the flip stop side. Not
3: giving all that praise to the so. offense.
7: When when the uh, when the Packers' secondary is beat up, and they got guys dinged up back there, there's even and a joke that – And still did their jobs. And they still did their jobs, yeah. But now they're going to be facing Odell Beckham and, a, and another uh, higher class of receiver. There was a joke. I mean, I don't even know if it was a joke, Armin, but Peanut Tillman said he's ready to come out of retirement to try to chase a ring. Yeah, yeah, he was. And he, it's t- like a lot of people are saying, oh, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Tweeted
5: Aaron Rodgers. He wants to come back to the Packers. Ooh. Peanut, Peanut, Peanut Tillman, Tillman, the old Charles bear.
7: Peanut Tillman, the old Bear who's got a knack for taking the ball away. He's been retired all year. He retired after last season. And he's like, hey, I'll come back if you need me. And we were joking like that wouldn't be the worst thing. So how do you – what's the best way, Gilbert, when your secondary is chewed up? How does everybody else step see, up?
3: Here's the killer part that everybody just don't understand. And I've always been saying this from whatever. If the big dogs up front is hunting, you can put four Mickey Mouses back there, we'll still beat them. If the big boys up front is getting pressure and relentless in that quarterback's face, you don't need uh, Deion Sanders or whoever the heck else you got back there. If the big boys up front are putting pressure on that quarterback, you don't need them. And that's what your boys need to do. They need to get that D line humping, go out there and hunting anything that got Eli Madden on him. It.
7: It. There you go. All right, we're talking to Gilbert Brown. This will be an interesting game though, because okay, I, I get what you're saying. Eli Manning, he's not slippery. He's not elusive. He's not a threat to kind of dash out of the pocket. He likes to just stand there. He doesn't want to take many shots either, but he likes to he's pretty, you know, sedentary, if we if if you will. But they also have a running game. So if you're gonna to try to get pressure, do you expose, you know, running lanes and things like that? Can they could the could the Giants hurt the Packers by running the ball?
3: Well, as you see, Detroit had a few uh good carries out there at the game. But not enough to break anybody's back. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. our defense the the, the, the thing that's gonna beat us is Eli Manning, period. I mean, yeah, they got they got a slight running game or whatever, but my bet is to get constant pressure on him. If you get constant pressure on him, we can win the game.
7: No fair, problem. Fair enough. Final question for Gilbert Brown. Now, how does it lay out for you this weekend? Now, you were in the bunker for the Packers game. You watch it by yourself while all the TVs tuned to it. Now, on Saturday night, You've got the Seahawks and and the Lions. Like you're going to watch that game and cheer against the Lions, right? While the rest of your neighbors are cheering for Detroit.
3: I ain't going to even watch that game. That's just a <laughs> waste of time. Why would I watch that game? <laughs> oh. I, 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 I would I would rather go out and change a, 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 a spark plug or something. Yeah. That
7: okay, so you won't watch that game. But what about the Packer game? Where will you watch that?
3: Nah. I will be watching that game very intently. Hopefully in Green Bay. Hopefully, you know, go out there watch the game and and, and and do what we need to do because that's the last home game. That's uh, right, playoff game. It will be we the last
7: even, home game. Yep. We
3: weren't even thinking about. So we got that one in the bank. So let's watch that one and intend on the boys whooping them. And and if we whoop them, who we got next?
7: Well, it depends on what happens on the other side. But either Dallas or Atlanta.
5: Oh, oh. So Ooh. the Grave Digger might make an appearance. That's when it gets real. At Lambeau Field, there might Ooh. be an appearance for the Grave Yeah, Digger.
7: well, hey. If you're, you're, do they even say, are you honorary captain or anything? Is there anything you can tell us? No, ain't to tell y'all, but this. It, 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 i tell y'all this. If
3: the boys beat these clowns here, we're going all the way. Ooh,
7: wow. Gilbert, with another. Your predictions have been spot on so far. Gilbert, I got one last, last thing we've, for we've you. we got to ask this. I wants to know what you think about after the Giants won, uh, after they beat the Redskins, some of their guys, especially you call them pretty boys, the wide receivers, they got on a boat and they partied with two chains and, and Justin Bieber. Justin
5: Bieber and Trey Songs Trey in, the, Songs in and, Miami. And, they flew down to Miami for one day to get on the boat. Uh,
7: yeah, and they got they got on a boat and they hung out and they took a picture. Everybody had on jeans. Yeah, it was like, weird. No shirts. The pretty boys, Gilbert. What would you say if somebody did that on your team? And what would you say if the other team did that?
3: world coming to. <laughs> I, mean, dear, I mean, these boys got on a plane, flew down to Justin Bieber's boat.
7: In Miami. In Miami. Partied then,
3: on his boat. All in one day, it came back. Yeah. Uh,
7: yeah, Armin, you got to play the Eli Manning quote because Eli Manning was asked about it. Now, he, you know how like, his quarterback, he's the head pretty boy. He's the spokesman for him. And then this is what Eli Manning had to say about it.
8: I think as a team, we, we kind of, always pride ourselves on being well-prepared. So when I saw some of the pictures, I was a little disappointed just because obviously they didn't pack uh, accordingly, um, you, know, you know. You know, they, they didn't have any shirts, uh, obviously, and, you know, kind of all long pants, no shorts, no, you know, no uh, flip-flops or anything. So just, you know, disappointed on their packing and, and not being prepared for that situation. So he's making a joke out of it, That right? was
5: funny. Yeah. He
7: handled it pretty well, I thought. But it is, it opens yourself up. You know, when you when you're partying, this is the playoffs. This isn't the the midseason buy.
3: Well, when you look at it, man, it shows me a team that doesn't worry, or is not even scared of their opponent that they got to play.
5: Right, they seem confident, they seem relaxed. I just wonder. I mean, what would happen playoff week, the the day off on playoff week, if you did this? What Mike Holmgren would have said? What Fritz Sherman would have said? If you. Oh. M-G. Right,
3: You know what I mean? Ain't nobody stupid enough to even try to do that. Even, he, I don't even think
5: Brett Favre
3: would do something
5: stupid. Not like even that. Brett or Andre? No, not even. Because I know Andre partying party oh, oh, oh. with some big parties. you know. I know Andre Rising. This is a big
3: playoff game, man. This is a big playoff game. And here's the killer part. They're not at home. They come in the Green Bay. And they got trying to run up to Miami and play with these clowns. Now, see, that would piss me off if I was a player for the Green Bay Packers. That would piss me off because you got time instead of getting your mind right to come play us. You're going to go hang out with Justin Bieber and Trey Songz and all these other clowns instead of getting your mind ready to come play me. Is
5: that gonna well, be on, I'm gonna make you scared of me? Is that gonna be on the uh, locker room uh billboard right there? I think they should put it on the no, scoreboard no, during no, warm ups. No, no.
3: Put that they picture in a boat. Up, they gotta come up with their own stuff, uh Armin. Come on man. Yeah.
7: I think they, the they Packers should put that on the scoreboard, uh, that picture of the boat on the scoreboard during warm ups, and if they get a big lead they gotta put that up on the I still scoreboard.
5: think the whole offensive line should go on an ice raft in the Fox River to grill some brats and uh, send it out. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> no No, no. <laughs> What them boys need to do is get in there in that film room and, and find a way to beat these chumps when they come into town. That's what they need that's,
7: to do. That's the best advice we can get. Grave Digger Radio. Gilbert, thanks for joining us, man. Enjoy the trip to Green Bay. It's going to be great. It'll be great hey, having you up there on Sunday.
3: Don't be getting on nobody's boat talking.
7: <laughs> Nobody would let us on a boat, Gilbert. You know that. It's it's not a concern. Plus, it would I mean, we wouldn't even go ice fishing right now. It's too crazy.
5: My canoe is full of holes, man. There's yeah, no there's no, not, no party boat not, for not me. Not a
7: chance of that happening. Thanks, Gilbert. <laughs> okay, fellas.
5: <laughs> Gilbert Brown, the ga- the grave digger, ni-
7: number ninety three. Our buddy. He's again. His predictions have been spot on. He was right about Detroit. He said it for weeks. Detroit would turn into Detroit, and the Packers win the, win the division. And here we are. Thank you to Gilbert Brown. This is the Mitch Nella Show on the Big Nine Twenty. Big Nine Twenty dot com.
1: What. A-
2: Dug ourselves a hole at four and six, and we're out of it now. The real challenges start. It's playoff football, and it's a one game season. We got the Giants here Sunday. We've done a lot of great things here as a coaching staff, and we're optimistic and energized to make this our best year ever.
7: That's Packers coach Mike McCarthy bringing us back on the Mitch Nellis show, the Big 920, the Big 920.com, worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. I am Drew Olson, Armansarian is here. Armin's always here with Mitch. I'm just sitting in because it's Wednesday. And again, props to Mitch for bailing me out, hosting the first half hour of what was supposed to be his day off. A busman's holiday, if you will. Uh, he took care of us. Thanks to Gilbert Brown for joining us, too. You can listen to uh, Gilbert's interview, if you missed it, at TheBig920.com.
5: Yeah, I'll throw that up in the podcast right after the show's over. Some really great stuff from Gilbert. I knew that would fire him up a little bit. Yeah, the that's the, the whole boat. thing
7: about the boat is very funny. Uh, Armin, you, you probably remember when Tony Romo and Jason Witten went to Mexico. They went to Cabo during a bye week.
5: I remember that was a big new that was a big deal. Off.
7: It was a big deal because Romo was with his girlfriend at the time, Jessica
5: Simpson. Jessica Simpson
1: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com.
0: Welcome to
5: the family.
0: VDW group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It was the
5: girlfriend, so it's hard to say no to that, right? If and she now, wants you to go.
7: They were off and it was the bye. This wasn't, hey, let's squeeze in. We've got one day. They right. had like a couple of days.
5: This is totally different. This is an off day. And this it's was, an off day on a playoff week. It's not like you like, like the bye week, you have two weeks, you have a full week off. You can unplug, you can check out, you can get on a plane, go. Most NFL players do. Even in the playoffs, probably, they have four or five days off in the bye week until they have to report back to uh, to practice. But an off day, it just seems – I mean, you know, no one of the Giants seemed to have a problem with it. Bob McAdoo he had no problem with it. Eli Manning, no big deal. These guys show up. They do what they're supposed to do. They're grown men. But you still wonder. I mean, it's it's a 24-hour trip, Right. You wonder if they are prepared for practice mentally. I don't know. I I don't know. This is one way to, I guess, maybe recharge if if you're going to relax, truly. But, like, long plane rides. uh,
7: You're one loss away from being able to party for months and months That's the
5: thing I don't get. Just hunker down until the season's over. Why do you have to do it this week?
7: If nothing else, it's not going to, I don't think it's going to affect their chances of winning. But it's bad optics.
5: And I'm sure they flew private, right? Maybe not, but I'm sure they oh, did. Oh, I'm sure they did, yeah. But don't you want to relax in that day off? I mean, you recover. Yeah. Your body's banged up. It's been 16, 17 weeks. You have to try and get it in shape for the, for the playoffs. So now,
7: here's the thing. If the Giants win, does everybody do that then? Let's go, get, quit. Let's go party in South yeah, Beach. Yeah,
5: right. No, probably what happens if or they Or would you do it next round? If they win, no one, will, no one will bat an eye. It'll end up being on next week's NFL.com feature. That's true. You know, about crazy crazy off-the-field stories these guys were. What a crazy team chemistry. But if they lose, everyone will blame it on that. The New York media will be relentless blaming it on that, right? Yeah,
7: no doubt. Seven nine nine one nine twenty. Our main question today, and I'm asking it because I've asked it for years. I have my thoughts about Eli Manning. I want yours. And the scenario is this. You're in la-la land. You're taking a nice late afternoon winter's nap. One of those great, like, sweet spot. 20 to 40 minutes, you drift off. You don't dream or anything. You're just completely unconscious. And you wake up and you don't know whether it's 5.30 a.m. or 5.30 p.m. You're in that la-la land. You're just kind of waking up. And I jolt you and I shake you and I say, Armin, is Eli Manning a great quarterback? That's when you get the most honest answer, when somebody wakes up huh,
5: what? Definitely. It's when you get that first instinct, the or fight. Yeah. It's got to be good, but not great. The, in le- except for the two Super Bowls, which, as American sports fans, we care about more than anything else. He just hasn't been. He hasn't been. Now,
7: those two Super Bowls, he was the MVP of both
5: victories. And he made big throws in both games. Anyone can have, I mean, he's at, he can have great games individually. The body work hasn't been great, though, for him. I mentioned earlier he has the most multiple interception games of any NFL quarterback. Now, you mentioned that those stats can be flawed sometimes, status, circumstances. He's been durable. He He hasn't missed a game in 13 years.
7: He has a lot of game-winning drives. Uh, 39, to be exact, in his career. That's seventh all time. He's had five seasons in the top ten. My thing on that is that's a double-edged stat.
5: Very much so. If he was better, he wouldn't have been positioned to, to have to come back all those times. Exactly.
7: Right? How many of those comebacks were set up by a pick that he threw himself? Exactly. I, I, and that's been the argument
5: that. for Stafford all year, right? Stafford has eight comebacks, eight game winning comeback drives, right, this year. And that's been the stat for him. He's been a clutch guy all year. I could also say he's had his team in position to lose eight times.
7: He's had, uh, let's see, 10 seasons in the top 10 of interceptions in the league. And interceptions, again, too, are, are they costly? Interceptions are kind of like, for some, they're like strikeouts in baseball.
5: Yeah, but they're. I think they're they're very harmful. If you look at the way, if you look at the analytics of football and how things go, turnovers are one of the most harmful things you can have.
7: He had a year where he had 27, a year where he had 25, a year where he had 20, 17, 18, 16, 15. That's a lot of picks, man. That's like one a game. And especially, again, we're spoiled by watching Aaron Rodgers, who's incredibly stingy with the interceptions. Um, So, again, you can weigh in. Your thoughts on Eli Manning. 414-799-1920. That's 414-799-1920. Can he come into Lambeau and and help the Giants beat the Packers? Yes. He's done it twice before, Now, granted. Using our theory, and we need an actuary. We were talking about actuaries before. need somebody to tell us how that plays into it. Because a lot of the gambling sites and stuff, they, they rely on that stuff. I don't think it matters that the Giants came in and beat the Packers in 07 and 011.
5: Right, you were talking about... I don't think it matters. The uh, statistics, games consecutive. Uh, 2001, New England Patriots won nine straight to win the Super Bowl that year. And they won the last six regular season games. 2003, the Patriots ended the regular season with 12 straight wins. So they won 15 in a row to win it all. Hmm. Trying to uh, that's look impressive. To see, thank you, Statman, Steve. Looking but to see if there's more. I think
7: more often than not, more. a team that wins a Super Bowl loses at least one, if not
5: two, games in December. Right. More often than not, that that happens
7: because uh, it's the old adage: like you want to be hot going into the playoffs. No, you want to be hot in the playoffs. It right. Now, granted, I, I don't know. I don't imagine there are many Super Bowl teams, Super Bowl winning teams, that lost their last game. But I bet there are some that lost their second to last game,
5: or at least had a loss somewhere in that month.
7: Yeah, I I would think so. I would think so. Now, as you look at this game, Eli Manning, and you're worried about the Packers secondary, but do you see Eli Manning, is he going to open it up? Because I would think that the Giants want to do a ground and pound, keep the score low, ball possession, long drives, you know, 10-play drives, and keep Aaron Rodgers off the field.
5: Right, now I was talking about Paul Perkins, the running back yesterday on the— on Mitch's show, on this show. And R- Rashad Jennings has been their starter most of the year, but Paul Perkins has really been emerging as their uh, as their main back the last few weeks, the most effective back. He's got fresher legs, in a way, sort of like Starks in 2010, emerging as their main back. He's been running very well, so it's going to be un- inc- incumbent on the Packers to stop him.
7: They didn't do that well against Zach Zenner.
5: No, they did not. Zach Zenner had a big first half. A little bit better in the second half, but he had a big first half.
7: Yeah, so... Uh... Kind of making me nervous now. On the Mike Heller show, we'll talk to Bob Papa today, the Giants play-by-play guy. And um, I know that Mike, based on Twitter, in the Madison and Wausau portion of his program, which is going on right now, he's asking people a, a base another another one of those nap questions. I wake you from a nap. It's a blissful sleep. You're catching up on sleep. I wake you from a nap. And you're on your couch, and I shake you awake. And instead of asking you the Eli Manning question, which we've been asking all day, I ask, Armin, who's a better coach, Holmgren or
5: McCarthy? That's another good one. That's another challenging one. I think I think a lot of people, maybe this is the bias that we have with recency, we've always considered Mike Holmgren more of a mastermind coach, right? More of a tactician. But McCarthy should get as much credit, I think, as if not more than Holmgren for his career in Green Bay. Now, Holmgren left, of course, a little earlier. Went on to Seattle and did some other things. Had a, had good years there. They essentially, if you judge it j- just by Super Bowls, have have the same results. Well, no, Holmgren had been to one more Super Bowl than McCarthy, but McCarthy's success has been more sustained. So, why don't we think of McCarthy as that guy? For some reason, we don't. We think of Holmgren as that guy, as that mastermind, as that guru. That and, and it O's. is
7: interesting because I think because he brought him back because I think that's a lot honest of it. Far, it's funny because Holmgren is seen as making Favre, whereas Rodgers is seen as making McCarthy.
5: Right, which is pretty interesting, and a lot of people consider McCarthy having a big influence on Favre in 2007.
7: The early returns on the Mike Heller Show uh, poll, uh, he's saying, after Vince Lombardi, who's the next best head coach in modern history for the Packers? Holmgren's carrying 57% of the ballot so far.
5: Not too surprising. Now, it's early, 57-43. It's, cl-
7: yeah.
5: it's a little closer than I thought, actually.
7: Is it also because Holmgren got out sooner and had less negativity? Again, we were talking about this earlier in our building. Um we're not that far removed from people saying that McCarthy should be fired.
5: No doubt about it. He has a street in Green Bay named after him.
7: When they were, you know, four and six, it's like, oh my God, it's time for a change. Let's clean right. house totally. And people are that doesn't even address the Ted Thompson, Elliot Wolf
5: deal. There is fatigue, diminishing returns, you bring up a good point. It, let's say McCarthy had retired after I don't know 2011. Let's say he just retired. He thought he had enough. How would he be revered compared to Holmgren? He might might have had yeah. you know, less years of success stacked up, but more more memory of positive memories from the fans.
7: I mean, I'll quote McCarthy and say he's a highly successful NFL coach. Yes. To me, I mean that's you can't even really argue that he has had an impressive run, an impressive career. Um that that's a secondary question. That's our secondary question. Back to the Eli question. People are getting us on Twitter at Rolls and mke at Armand Sarian, and at the Big Nine Twenty. Josh, I'm, we're talking about Eli and his turnovers, and again, we're waking you from a nap in the middle of winter, and you, we're shaking you awake and saying, "Is Eli is Eli Manning a great quarterback?" Josh says, "If Favre had less turnovers, he would have had more championships. Is it the same case with Eli?" I don't know. Maybe. Josh goes on to say turnovers put you in the position to have to come from behind to win. Alright, that's true. His 39 comeback victories in his career right? is that impressive or not? But when it comes to championships, again my main problem with Eli's career is that it's skewed by two big things. Three big things. Number one, his brother. He was in the shadow of his brother and he's got the Manning name and his father. So the family lineage is there. Number two, He's played in New York, so automatically there's a brighter spotlight than if he had been if he had had the same career in Cincinnati. A lot of people would say, "Man, he's just lucky to win two Super Bowls." But he won them in New York. He was the MVP of both, and that to me is the crux of the Eli Manning conundrum: is that he's played. This is his thirteenth season. He's won two Super Bowls, and outside of the two years that he won the Super Bowls, he's never won a playoff game. He's 0 and three. So he's been to the playoffs in 13 years. This is his 13th year. This will be his sixth time.
5: Right, and I'm a body of work guy. In 13 guy, years. And it hasn't been very good.
7: And so people who say, yeah, but he's good in big games. Well, apparently he never plays in any big games other than two years.
5: Yeah, he hasn't been good enough to get to as many big games. No, but there are big games in every season. Right, of course. They've At had games game.
7: where, hey, if we win this, we'll go to the playoffs. And they didn't win. They just, they're just they coming off a streak of five years of not making the playoffs. And in a, you say, well, he didn't have a good offense. He didn't have a good defense. Well, you're giving every other quarterback gets credit for those things,
5: right? And he gets, I mean, he gets credit for the uh, comeback, you know, the fourth quarter comeback drives, the winning drives. But like I said, it's a flawed stat because you've also put your team in that position to have to come back. Aaron Rodgers is continuously lambasted, continuously uh, raked through the coals for not having enough comeback wins. But the fact of the matter is, he's not behind that often. His team is usually in the position to win because yeah. he's been great the other three quarters. So it's to me, it's a flawed stat. I don't really know what clutch means. I, I've seen I can go yeah. anecdotally and look at clutch moments from every quarterback.
7: Yeah, you know what, and you know what it shows you is when you dive into the numbers, um, you can say good players are clutch, or they're good and good. You know, in that you know what that means? It means that they're they're good players. They're good players all the time, and in not cl- clutch situations too. And so the idea that people just turn it up and play better in big games, that is usually crap. Toddy hits us with a tweet, at Drew Wilson, MKE. His take on Eli, average with some hot streaks sprinkled in. Most of the time, not good enough to lead the Giants to the playoffs. Below average, three out of five times in the playoffs.
5: That's a really good uh, sur- surmising of, of his career, yeah, his I think. his
7: average was a couple of hot streaks, two years where he was unbeatable. He got hot two years and took it all the way.
5: He's durable and steady. I mean, he's not hes not bad enough to lose that job ever. You know, m- most people have never said that about him. Once he took it over from Kurt Warner early in his career, it was pretty much his to stay. No one really considered that he'd lose the job. However, a lot of that was probably covered up because of the Super Bowl wins. Now, they do count. They're the most important thing in sports, right? We play for championships, and he's got two of them. But it probably covers up a lot of the bad years also for Eli or the underperforming years.
7: I think you're probably right. We'll take your thoughts on this again. We're just a warm up back today. We're sitting in for Mitch Nellis. We're warming you up for Mike Heller. He's coming on at 3 o'clock in this market. He's on, He's been on in Madison and Wausau, and he's already talking about the Mike McCarthy question. Mike McCarthy is as good a coach as Mike Holmgren? Hmm. That's a good one to tee up. Anything Packers related is good today. We've talked to Gilbert Brown already. We're talking about Eli Manning. We're talking about the boat. We'll bet when we come back, we can wrap some things up, uh, some loose ends. Marquette, Giannis, Sports Illustrated. All that's coming up. This is the Mitch Nellis Show on the Big 920, 920 thebig920.com worldwide on the iHeartRadio app.
5: Is this the show? Is this the Mitch Nellis Show? Are you playing 38 Special? Uh, you know, I wanted to mix it up here, uh, Drew. So.
7: My buddy, my buddy Murph, manager to Pat McCurdy, loves him some Thirty Eight Special. I don't know of anybody else that really likes Thirty Eight Special.
5: No, I just thought you weren't expecting it, so I wanted to see how you'd react.
7: Clearly, I wasn't expecting it because it's now 2017, and you're playing Thirty Eight.
5: That's true. Special.
7: Four one four seven nine nine one nine twenty is the phone number. We're talking about Eli Manning today. He's playing the Packers on Sunday, 340 kickoff. You may have heard about this little game coming up at Lambeau Field. And I'm asking you again, the scenario is you're 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 sleeping on the couch, one of those beautiful winter naps. When you wake up and you're not sure if it's morning or late even or evening, it's because it's dark and you've been in a coma. You're like coming out of mini hibernation. And I shake you and I say, Is Eli Manning a great quarterback? How do you answer? seven nine nine one nine twenty Armin, who's on line one? This is Kyle Milwaukee. Kyle, welcome to the Michinella Show.
9: How's it going, guys? Excellent. Well, uh, around my house, uh, Eli Manning is especially known as that mouth breather, Eli Manning. He, uh, <laughs> he's going to be one of those guys that I think is average, like you were saying, uh, You know, good for two seasons. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. It's, it, when you put him in the same league, I suppose, as Aaron Rodgers, no, but he is, his body of work, his longevity, I think has gotten him to the point where he's be a Hall of Fame quarterback. You'd really put him in the
7: fact. Hall of Fame? Then where would you – is Kurt Warner in? He's he's up for it Kurt now.
9: In. I think Kurt Warner's in, too. I, okay. I, I think Kurt Warner just – I mean, I think people are going to like Kurt Warner more for his story, you know, bagging groceries, uh, doing what he did. But, I mean, he took a number uh, – two teams, the Cardinals and Rams, you know, deep in the playoffs with – I mean, you know, not necessarily by himself, but he did a lot of work. But, All right, if Trent uh, Dilfer
7: had another Super Bowl ring, would he be in, this, in the in the Hall of Fame? Sure.
9: Uh, I can't take him seriously with his Dilfer's dimes segment and the shoes he wears on ESPN. So I'm
7: gonna say is, no. don't worry all, about right, that. all right, so let's okay, <laughs> let's let's go more current then. Um sure. Joe Flacco. Flacco's a
5: good one, yeah. No,
9: Flacco is the most overpaid quarterback and overrated quarterback in the league.
7: But Eli's not?
5: I see that's the best Has word, Flacco yeah. had more There's playoff success
7: thing. than Eli Manning. You realize my stat that I used to trump everybody with Eli Manning is yes, he's won the two Super Bowls, and outside of those two years in a now twelve year career, about to be thirteen, uh-huh. he's never won a playoff game.
9: I, I, his number, his number, he, He's been consistently there, though. As far as other quarterbacks like Roman, and whatnot, that like, get injured all the time, Eli Manning does not get injured.
5: Well, he's been durable. He's
7: been healthy. He's but been that, durable. That but alone can't durable put him enough in the to fame. lead the league in interceptions multiple times. I can't put him in the Hall yeah. of Fame just for that.
5: So it's Scott Mitchell's no whole on the Hall of Fame. No, oh, Scott Mitchell. He's Eric. Oh, man, Eric, Eric well, I want that. Eric Kramer I mean, I, he reminds <laughs> of Eric Kramer. Okay. Well, no, right, so not, My question, to you guys, is, is how much better would the Giants be off had they just been
9: able to keep Philip Rivers when they actually drafted him.
7: Well, that's an interesting question. And what if Eli because had gone to San have, Diego?
9: Yeah, I think Eli would be out of a job in San Diego already, maybe even out of the league. And Philip Rivers would well, have a, a career of a life in New York. Well, if Eli hadn't played in
7: New York, I don't know that he'd be even mentioned for the Hall of Fame.
9: Very true. Extremely true. I'm saying that. But with Philip Rivers in New York, I think you're talking about a whole different type of offense, different type of team. Yeah. I mean, because he puts up numbers in a horrible
5: Horrible program with San Diego. Those so. are
7: some what-ifs. What if uh, Alex Smith had fallen to the Packers and Aaron Rodgers had gone number 1 what if, to the what 49ers? If and, what if
5: we didn't draft Tony Manders? Barry Sanders, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah,
7: yeah, yeah, that's true. We're going down that. Thanks, Kyle, for the call. You
5: know, Eli Manning's completion percentage is under 60% for his career. It's 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 hard for me to vote for him. I wouldn't vote for him Hall of Fame. Now, I, I see him making it. Maybe some people would vote for him just because of the championships, and that's how we judge things. But if he didn't win two Super Bowls, he would never be a Hall of Famer. I don't think. I, he has played a long time. He's been consistently decent, but I don't think he's been great by any stretch. I mean, look at his numbers. No. He hasn't had one year with below ten interceptions. He throws. He's thrown twenty picks over three times in his career. That's a lot. Twenty-seven picks in two thousand thirteen. Not good at all. He was eighteen, and then he had three good years. Thirty touchdowns, fourteen picks in 14, 35 and fourteen in two thousand fifteen, and last and this year. Little bit less in the touchdown uh, realm, but 26 and 16. But we talk about his, his receiver. Shouldn't he have higher numbers than that, Drew? I don't know. When you think about his talent, you would receiver. think.
7: I mean, yeah, it's hard to judge guys like that. 414, 799, 1920. It's 414, 799, 1920. Eli's the focus, and well, that and the wide receivers on the boat. Um, I don't know that we're talking about the Giants running game, but that might be what we talk about as we get closer to game time, because I think that's probably one of the keys to this game.
5: I think it's a big factor. I think Paul Perkins. Has done a good job for the Giants. His legs are fairly fresh. And the Packers have had issues stopping the run sometimes. You talked about Zach Zenner in the first half against the Packers. Almost 100 yards in the first half, a guy like that. So, you know, um, something the Packers have to uh, be concerned about as they head into the game Sunday for sure.
7: Got an update today that Randall Cobb is back at practice.
5: That's a good sign, right? I, a lot of people were kind of... Uh,
7: I don't know, man, because I've become a Geronimo Allison yeah, fan. Yeah,
5: a lot of people were sort of... Uh, fatigued out on Randall Cobb anyway I've heard a lot of you know Randall Cobb who after the uh, Geronimo Allison the performance against Detroit so it's pretty interesting way to look at it I'm, I would say no matter what if Cobb plays or he doesn't either way Jeronimo Allison will get a lot of looks in the field come Sunday That's true a couple of
7: quickies here did you hear that Brett Favre predicted that the Packers will reach the Super Bowl
5: I did hear that. Pretty interesting.
7: Would he have said that last year or before the reconciliation two years ago?
5: And is it uh, is it natural just to have skepticism that he has a nefarious motive? Just to j- just to go Super Bowl and lose. Just to set up expectations for Rodgers if they don't if they don't win. I don't know. I oh, mean, you're
7: going deep. I'm there. going deep there. That's deep conspiracy stuff. It is. It is. He did say, and this is his quote: "Taking emotion out of it, I believe the Packers are the team to beat, and I believe that they will be in the Super Bowl." Not taking anything away from the Giants, not taking anything away from Atlanta and the Cowboys and so on and so forth. I just feel like within the Packers organization, Mike McCarthy may be saying, hey, we've got to improve here, we've got to improve there. Of course coaches are going to say that, but I feel like collectively speaking, they're as close to hitting on all cylinders as possible. Not perfect, nobody is, but they're super productive on offense. That is from Brett Favre, boldly predicting that the Packers will reach the Super Bowl. Now, Armin, you're going to look at it and be cynical like that?
5: Well, I just—I'll never forget the—the uh, the quote, and this was a long time ago in a universe far away where emotions and things were different. Now, I mean, things are patched up with Favre and the Packers, but he did say after Rodgers won the Super Bowl, I'm surprised they didn't win it earlier. But didn't he say something to that effect? Something like uh, that? Yeah, I think he did. So I guess that sticks—that sticks in my head, and I've always wondered. Yeah. No, I'm glad to hear Favre thinks that the Packers will win. I'm not sure he's any sort of expert other than. His own hunch, though. So. No. A couple other quickies uh,
7: in a game you heard right here on the Big 920 last night. The Badgers beat Indiana. Indiana's reeling a little bit. They've lost a couple in a row at home. That's tough to take. Nice win for the Badgers. One thing I noticed, my takeaway from the game, um, Armin, your guy, Tom Crean, he's not as tan as he usually
5: is. Tom Crean, a little less orange, a little less. Yeah, what's the deal? Oompa Loompa.
7: He's lost it, man. I don't is know. he. Is it, Maybe the tanning bed isn't working at his house anymore. Could
5: could it be that? Maybe he's losing...
7: If I had the means, I'd want to be tan year-round. You look better with tan. You look healthier.
5: But he overdoes it, doesn't he? Us white guys, you know. He doesn't look healthy when he's orange.
7: Uh, I don't know. President-elect might be bringing it back into vogue. Uh, Also, Giannis. He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated, which I think is really cool.
5: Awesome. It's a regional cover. It's a regional cover, cover, but it's still cool. First buck on the cover since... City, Moncrief in 1982.
7: That is a long time. Amazing, and he might be the first buck in the All Star game since Michael Redd in 2004. Four, I believe. Yes, I believe that would be the case too. So that's kind of cool, and that's creating some buzz too. It's funny how in this in, in Milwaukee we like it. We like the validation that comes from national
5: uh, outlets. We do need it. So we now people little, might
7: be fired up about Giannis even more.
5: We have a little complex.
7: Stay tuned. Mike Heller's next. I'm going to join him. It's Ben. Then Mitch Nellis.
0: If you were so